Hi, this is Donna Otto, and um, recently I've been talking about a number of you who have written and said, I wish you lived in my neighborhood. Well, so I've been tagging myself the lady down the street. I am the lady down the street in many ways, and this time of the year we have been talking about Easter and the preparation for Easter and an opportunity to quiet ourselves and think a little bit about what's going on in our lives. We anchored this long series with Matthew chapter 3, verse 3, prepare the way of the Lord and make his path straight. We know that is John talking about getting ready for the Lord's arrival. Uh, John is saying, oh, I'm not the one, I don't follow me, but prepare the way because the Lord is coming. And that is really what we are doing in these days. We are preparing our hearts and preparing our homes, preparing things for our children. Um, the message of Homemakers continues in that we are women of faith first and wives and mothers and homemakers. And as we set our stages for Easter, we're preparing our own hearts and helping our family prepare those. The time between the first day, which is often referred to Ash Wednesday, because in many churches, um, not ours, but in many churches, they distribute ashes for a day, a day to set aside and not only go to church, but to take some ashes and put them on your forehead and often they're in the shape of a cross and walk around all day letting others know that you have been to church that day and that you follow Christ. I have chosen today to talk about forgiveness as a part of this ongoing process, this ongoing preparation. Oh, if there is a subject that is more confusing to us or more widely taught. I can't think of one more than forgiveness. And forgiveness is a way of preparing our hearts. As Matthew has said to us, prepare the way, prepare the way for Jesus. And when we prepare the way for Jesus by receiving first his forgiveness, and if you have never acknowledged that he is the Lord of the universe and want him to be the Lord of your life. I pray that this would be the season that you would continue your preparation and readiness for Easter, but also pause long enough to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you have done. So forgiveness, make forgiveness a way of life. I want to say that again, make forgiveness a way of life. I remember as a young woman when I thought forgiveness was this big deal. Oh, and it is. But I didn't consider that forgiveness was a way of life, that almost in every day, and in many ways, I need the act of forgiveness for myself. I say and do the wrong thing, sometimes with malice of heart, because I'm angry or disappointed or my way was thwarted. I don't know about you. Um, I'm like one of your children in many ways. I want my way and I want my way now. And so at the end of each day, really first thing in the morning, and for those of you who have been listening to me for any length of time, you know that I start each day with a piece of notebook paper and a three ring binder. And I put the date across the top. And then the first thing I write is the word review in a colon. And then I stop and I say, Lord, what happened yesterday as a review of the day 
that was displeasing to you that I need to ask your forgiveness of or that I need to ask someone else's forgiveness of or I need to make it right. Many of the things that I'm conscious of are a searing of my own conscience, and I just say to Jesus, please forgive me. I don't have to call up someone and say, could we meet and hear the ways of the discipline of forgiveness in the church body? No, no, no. That happens in life. It's required of us. All of us who have walked at all with Jesus know we've been in situations like that where someone needs to ask our forgiveness and where we need to ask someone else's forgiveness. But I'm talking about forgiveness as a way of life, a reminder that we need to offer it. We need to offer it, just continue to offer it to people who, who don't follow Christ, who don't have the Word of God as their director, who are maturing as you are maturing and, and do things that are hurtful and wounding, and some of them with malice of heart, just like you and I have. And we just need to keep offering it, keep offering it. And then we need to accept it. We need to accept our own forgiveness. The mental anguish with which I know happens in my own life and after years of dealing with women, I hear from women who say, I've been beating myself. I've been bringing that up. I've been flogging myself. I've been thinking of this in my mind every day for 25 years. I got a call a few years ago from a woman I knew 40 years earlier. 40 years. And she called me and she said, I've been trying to make this call days and days of every year of 40 years. And I didn't even know about it. I didn't even know about it. But she knew about it. She had been flogging herself. She, she didn't even know that I would offer forgiveness, but she certainly hadn't accepted her own forgiveness. Offer it. Accept it. Give forgiveness in as many places as you can. Without forgiveness, we grow bitter and resentful. And we go we grow bitter and resentful. And remember, this is about how well are you taking care of yourself? That's, it sounds like a very self-consuming question, but I think moms especially, we get in a place where we get so busy, so serving, so caring, um, so responsible for those we love, especially mothers with small children who are demanding, needing for their very survival, our 24 care, that we just keep going and going and going. We don't take care of ourselves. We're not kind to ourselves, and we don't forgive ourselves. And then bitterness and resentful creeps in about your very own self, much less bitter and resentment that comes in, bitterness and resentment that comes into people like your husband, like your adult children, like your extended family, like your family at the church. Make forgiveness a way of life. Christ demonstrates a radical way of life a radical way of life when he demonstrates forgiveness. And as I was thinking about this lesson in this time, in this season, this 40 days of preparation for Easter, I was thinking about Peter, impetuous, wild Peter, who at the Passover dinner says, you can't wash my feet. And then when Christ says, if I don't wash your feet, you won't have any part of me, he says, wash everything. And then he goes out, and in the course of 24 hours as Christ had said to him, before the cock would crow. He denies him three times, like blatantly, blatantly. Now, think of what hurt that must be. 
if a friend of yours says, it's not long ago that I had a similar situation, not three times and not in 24 hours, but a friend who she and I had done something very significant together. And we have a third friend, and you girls know about triangles and friendship. It's always easier to have one friend than two friends. And we were all together, and she carefully avoided telling that I had been at all a part of this event. And I knew that she had done that to protect the third person. And I thought that was kind and generous. But I also felt like she had in some ways denied my presence in it and the part I had played in it. And I thought, here is Christ the Lord, and he has Peter, who's been following him around, saying all these outrageous things, cutting off the ears of soldiers in the, in the garden. And then Peter says, I do not know him. I do not know him. Not, I wasn't there, but I don't know him. And Jesus decides in a radical way of life, especially in the Jewish culture, to forgive, to make forgiveness a way of life. Well, I'd like you to look at a couple of places in Scripture. I always give you these Scripture references, although we don't spend a lot of time with each of them because of the length of our time together. But the Lord's Prayer, which is found in the Sermon on the Mount, which is found in Matthew 5, 6, and 7, and I often refer to this portion of scripture. It is among my favorite places. But we find in that verse 12, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven. He, there's the offer of forgiveness and there's the granting of forgiveness. Forgive us our debts. Now, this is a setup verse for the verses that are coming, which is 14 and 15. And we get to 14 and 15 and it says, for if you forgive others, their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others' trespasses, then neither will your Father forgive you. Now, what is, what is this really all about? This is really all about not my coming to Christ and saying, forgive me of my sins, although I want you to make that a way of life also. But what I'm talking about making a way of life is forgiving others. In, in the small things and in the large things. In the things where you have to have, you know, a reconciliation, where you have to have a mediator, where you have to have three people. It's about losing your finances. And it, there are those situations. But I'm talking about a way of life every day in the large and the small things. And what Matthew is t telling us here, Christ is telling us through, through Matthew, is that if you forgive others then Jesus will forgive you. Does that mean he hasn't forgiven you? No. What it means is that if we do this, if we confess this, if we don't conceal it, then the relationship we have with Christ remains close. There's a closeness about my walk in my fellowship with Christ. I don't remember where or who taught me exactly about the review every morning. But I'll tell you that the review every morning is about my confession and my closeness to Christ. And in this time of preparation for Easter, I'm reminded about the important place that I have. Jesus is always wooing and pursuing me.
He always wants my attention. He wants me to have constant communion with him. He wants me to be reminded that we are in union. But when I am unwilling to forgive others, I draw a barrier between us. There is a separation between us. I know it. He knows it. And it causes some distance. We never want to cause distance between Christ and ourselves. So what is better for us to do? To open our hearts, to ask, to find the answers. We may be reminded of something in this Lenten time, in this time of preparation. Maybe something that's been festering for a long time. Maybe it's an ongoing troubled relationship. Maybe it's a young daughter-in-law who hasn't forgiven her mother-in-law for something she did 25 years ago. Hasn't forgiven her. And that festering and the wound and the bitterness and the extension of that to her husband and to her children and to her friends and to her community. I am staggered at the power of this piece of unforgiveness. So I'm asking you this day, day 20 of our preparation toward Easter, is there something or someone you haven't forgiven? Something that you have committed before the Lord, just you and the Lord know about it. Is there something that someone has done to you, maybe not significant enough for them to even be aware of it, but significant enough to cause you to allow bitterness and the root of resentment Let it go this time. Let it go during this season. Ask Jesus to help you make forgiveness a way of life. Offer to the God of the universe the desire to forgive. Offer it. Accept your forgiveness and give forgiveness to others. Give forgiveness to others. Some of these do not need any discussion at all. They just need to be handled in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to look at a couple of other verses this week. If you are pricked in your heart to move into a way of life called forgiveness, and that is 1 John 1 and 9, quite familiar to those of us in the church. If we are faithful to confess our sins, he is faithful to forgive our sins. Amazing. I cannot begin to imagine the number of sins that Christ has heard that mankind confess. Proverbs 28 and 13 also talks about this confession and not concealing. And then two passages in the New Testament that talk about forgiveness um, in the same vein, Colossians 3.13 and James 5.16. Remember that there are free resources for this March Toward Easter. The March calendar is up and posted, so you have many days left to put it somewhere on your table and open the Bible for a moment of reading together as a family. I don't know if you made a paper chain or bought some purple fabric yet or bought a pin the tail on the donkey game, but I hope so. I hope so as we begin, continue, I should say, our walk toward Easter. This is Donna Otto. Remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make it a very uncommon day.